Are you passionate about resolving conflicts and making positive impact in the world? Then USD's Conflict Management and Resolution Master's program may be for you. Learn to address conflicts at all levels, from personal disputes to global crises. Join the Croc School's dedicated community, fostering peace and understanding while you acquire practical skills to navigate diverse settings. Apply now and be the change you want to see in the world. Visit sandiego.edu slash peace slash VOSD. That's sandiego.edu slash peace slash VOSD. This podcast is brought to you in part by the estate of Bob Nelson. Bob was a lover of all things San Diego and a longtime supporter of Voice of San Diego and its podcasts. We at Voice of San Diego are honored to have his support during his lifetime and continued support through his estate planning. All right, we ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, three, two. What's up, Nate John here, producer for the show. Thanks for checking out this Voice of San Diego podcast bonus episode. Hassan Akrata is one of the most influential people in the San Diego region. He's the CEO of SANDAG, the San Diego Association of Governments. That's the agency responsible for regional planning and transportation. Tons of money, tons of policy decisions, tons of influence, and often, tons of problems. Recently, Voice Managing Editor Andrew Keats noticed something Hassan said in an interview with the Union Tribune. He said that his time at Sandag might be up soon. So if Hassan did leave, that would have big effects on the agency itself, of course, but also the region and the elected leaders that comprise the Sandag board. Whether Hassan leaves depends on a lot of things, as you'll hear in this interview. But one key thing is the road user charge. That's the idea to charge people for every mile they drive. So we invited Hassan to talk about all of that, the current regional plan, the politics of Sandag, and the future of the region. Here's Managing Editor Andrew Keats and Editor-in-Chief Scott Lewis with Hassan Akrata. It's interesting timing because here we are. I I noticed in the the first week of December, it was about this time exactly a year ago that uh, Sandag approved its new long-term transportation plan, the sort of roadmap blueprint for transportation in San Diego County. And that's the plan that you had been working to towards since the day you were hired in the fall of 2018. Good and um, that plan, um, that plan is interesting because it has, uh, it generated quite a bit of attention since you first started talking about right. it and its broad strokes in early 2019, right? Correct. That was back... Uh, listeners will remember it was then referred to as five big moves mm-hmm. and um and then last year it, the the part of it that got the most attention was a uh, provision that said that uh, a few years from now state permission willing uh, that the San Diego region would start tri- charging drivers for every mile that they drove to combat climate change and to fund transportation uh, that has become that became very controversial in the months leading up to it, and has remained controversial for the year after that. Um, so, Scott and I wanted to have you in and, and talk to you about sort of the time that you've been here and how things are looking moving forward now that that plan is on the books and some of those controversies have continued to mature. 
Um, and I guess maybe the, the first thing we wanted to start with was about your relationship with the board. Mm-hmm. So the board, when you started, I think it would be fair to say that the relationship with some members of the board was very good and some members was uh, a little bit fractured, mostly board members in the North County area representing more rural areas or who were more politically conservative. Um, and now some of the the issues between you and the board have started to spread towards even folks like uh, San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria, mm-hmm. who has uh, been an opponent of, uh, since last year, has been an opponent of the driving fee that we, we discussed. So I, I guess maybe we could start with, do you, do you have the political support from your board to that's required for you to pursue the vision that you've outlined since you came here? Uh, thank you, Andy, again. Thank you, Scott, for having me. Um, the short answer is yes, and, and I'll tell you why. Uh, you correctly identified that from the first week I was here, I had a position on the board. And, you know, I accepted that opposition uh, to be part of doing business. And so I've been here three and a half years ago. We sat with you in somewhere in San Diego. The Whistle Stop Bar. Uh, that's yes. exactly yes. right. Yes. And it was a pleasure to, to meet you there and, and talk to you. I can tell you, so three and a half years in, what have we done? We delivered last November the largest infrastructure project in San Diego's history, the Mid Coast, on time, on budget. And this board was, many of the members were celebrating with 10,000 community members Mm-hmm. last November. In December, like you indicated, they adopted, I think, probably the most aggressive vision in in the nation when it comes to regions. Um, and they didn't adopt it with weighted votes like they can, but with tally votes. Two months ago, we signed a historic agreement with Mexico in toll sharing for the border crossings. Mm-hmm. A $2 billion project that we're going to deliver by September 2024. And two months ago, we received the good news that the governor's budget have $300 million for moving the track of the Plough in Delmar. By any, and we received the largest infra grant in the country for our Otay Mesa 2. By any measure, uh, the, the reason I think I will have the board support because based on the merit of what we do and what we did, mm-hmm. it's very clear that we deliver for San Diegans. If you go through the political BS and the speeches and people saying uh, the things they're saying, at the end of the day, we are delivering real things, mm-hmm. not just putting a vision together. So I, I would say I would have the board support because short of that support, I would not, not want anything to do with, with, with this. Yeah. Uh, well, let's set the board aside for a second. Yeah. I mean, I, I wonder how much of what you just described are things that you specifically or your administration or yeah. even, you know, Sandag yeah. as a whole deserves explicit credit for right. as opposed to, you know, the federal government's transportation department is in the business of making grants to worthy sure. projects. The sure. the state government is in the business when it yeah. has a surplus of allocating funds. Sure. And, you know, I mean- the Mid Coast Trolley, uh, uh, you know that the voters approved that in 1987. Correct. 
money's been spent on it since before I moved to San Diego. Um, you know, it, it was delivered last year, but, um, you know, uh, the only way it wouldn't have been is if you had come in and said, you know, rip, rip these tracks out of the ground, we're done. Um, so, I, I mean, how, how uh, out of that list of, yeah. of things that you provided, how many of those are Great. discretionary achievements that, that somebody else, that a, a replacement organization wouldn't have been able to do? That's a great question. Uh, when it comes to mid-cost, Andy, um, it took 15 years of planning and three and a half years of construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, during two of the, those years were COVID, so things could have gone wrong, but we still delivered that. So, mm-hmm. uh, Otay Mesa too, been in the books for over two decades in La La Land, mm-hmm. and we made it to the point where it is going to cut ground in September 2024. This is not about which administration takes credit. It's about whether this agency that calls Sandag, and it, you know, I am the CEO, but I have good people, teams working. It is Sandag that's delivering, whether it started in 87 or started in 2000, it mm-hmm. is the agency has proven that it can deliver and it will deliver. Let us go beyond what we delivered. What do we have in the vision, the five big moves? We're calling for a multimodal system mm-hmm. that give people choices, all choices. And we're saying part of these choices have to be a pricing mechanism. A pricing mechanism. Yes, yeah. and that pricing mechanism didn't go very well with politicians, but I still say it with a straight face that I don't care how good your plan and vision is, if you don't price the system right, it will not work. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I think by the fact that the board adopted this vision, they can later disagree or, or try to take it out. The fact that they have spoken about an approach mm-hmm. that cannot be easily changed. So you mentioned the the road user charge specifically. Yes. The board uh, directed us a um, couple of months ago to take it out. <laughs> they directed you a year ago to take it out, uh, and then again a few months ago. Yeah, well, let me go to the year ago. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, actually, they didn't exactly direct us a year ago, uh, Andy. So if you go to their motion in December of last year, yeah, it says come back with options. Didn't say take it out. Okay. But they argue. They said the, you, uh, I'm insubordinate now in their view. Fine. And I would do it again because my number one priority was get the plan approved by the state and federal government so the funding continued to flow. And in the last two months, we got almost half a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so call me insubordinate. I knew exactly what my goal and my job, and I did. So the, the board came back, says, shame on you. We want to take it out. I said, okay, do a specific motion. They did. Fine, we'll, we'll do the, the analysis. And we'll resubmit it to the Air Resources Board. Um, we will resubmit it sometimes by June. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the road user charge is not out of the plan until it's approved by the state government. If the state government approve it, it's out. And... Because they after a regional plan that right. you put together includes right. all the money and all the everything, right. Right. it goes to the state resources right. board. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So for now, mm-hmm. the road user charge is in the 2021 regional plan that was approved by the state and federal government. Yeah, as as an emphasis point, you right. and Richard Bailey share that one that it is <laughs> in, that it is in the plan. It is in the plan. Yeah, 
second, so if Air Resources Board goes ahead and approves the plan mm-hmm. with the fee not in it, life goes on, and and the some people might feel, oh my God, we took the f- we could we took the most cost effective measure out of the plan. Mm-hmm. We lost about three percent of greenhouse gas emission reduction, but we did it. Great, mm-hmm. fine. That's the the world works that way. The board ask us, we do it. If the Air Resources Board does not approve the plan, we're back to square one. Mm-hmm. The, the only time that can be considered is in 2025. Now, let's go to 2025, okay? People don't want the road user charge. So 2025, just plan. clarifying for, for yes. listeners, yeah. uh, regional governments like yours are Correct. obligated to pass a plan like this regional okay. one every four years. Correct. Since one was done in December 2021, you're due in 2025 regardless. Correct. Correct. So, in the update of the plan that will be in front of the board in 2025, let us say that the road user charge is not agreed to. So, what else in its place going to bring you the, the behavioral change, the greenhouse gas emission, and the, fund the, the funds yeah. to fund the plan? Okay, we'll put another option in front of them. Let us make every, every lane in the freeway a toll road. So every time you enter any freeway in San Diego, you're paying a fee. Is that better than a road user charge? They have to decide that. Because short of that, this region or any other region in the country would not, uh, and in the state, would not achieve the the laws in the books mm-hmm. of 19% per capita greenhouse gas emission. Even if we all drove electric cars, by the way, tomorrow, that's a different discussion. But... We're not going to all drive electric cars by 2050. So I think what you're saying is for all these politicians, Todd Gloria, Catherine Blakespeare in particular, who are very adamant and clear about their concern about climate change and their commitment to making sure that this region does what it can to both mitigate and, and prevent as much of the problems with climate change as possible, that they would need a plan like this for transportation and that there's no way to do a plan like this that reaches those goals without a road user charge and that it's kind of a fantasy land for them to pretend otherwise? Uh, Without, uh, I agree with everything you said, without a pricing mechanism in the plan. It doesn't have to be a road user charge, Scott. But a it toll. can be a toll in every lane in the freeway, which was road user charge logically because the state of California is right now in a pilot to test converting gas tax into vehicle mile travel tax. I would say logically, the state has to do this. Otherwise, with the electric car coming in the market, efficient cars, they're not going to have enough money to maintain what they have. So we chose the road user charge, but you're absolutely right. It It is a wishful thinking to think that you're going to have a plan that changes behavior, reduces greenhouse gas emission for real without a pricing mechanism. Are you thus saying that what I'm hearing from you is you're saying they signed this, they, they approved this without a weighted vote by tally, these entities signed this, it's in, 
that's the deal for the next five years. And, um, and you know, whether it was, it wasn't slipped in, it wasn't, they weren't deceived when that happened. And if they want to change it, they're going to have to come up with something as significant Correct. as it was. Correct. And let me say, I, I support Mary Gloria 100%. I like the way he thinks. I like his vision. Uh, I, this is not about, uh, about, but I'm trying, uh, and I, uh, I think you reported on this, Andy, before. The, the fact that the draft plan was out for eight months for public review, and this was in it. It wasn't like hidden in a small print. We making several. You didn't slip it in. No, no slipping. In uh, fact, there were board members. Absolutely, it was debated at every board. So, to it. so yeah. look, uh, I um, when they told me that I'm a subordinate, look, I had a choice: get a plan approved for a region, and access the billions of dollars of federal and state money, or play the 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 game of politics. And I decided the latter, regardless of the cost. When the board was clear in direction, take it out, okay? We are in the process right now. We're going to put it out for public review with the 2021 plan without the rock. The emission reduction, the greenhouse gas emission reduction goes from 21.6% to 18.6. With rounding, rounding is allowed in the law. With rounding, you could argue to ARB, it's 19%. 18.6 is 19%. Yeah. yeah so even it, pulling the the plan out, yeah. you can comply with the state requirements. You could by in the books, 18.6. Mm-hmm. Now, if the, the state says yay. And also, let's be real, like the way these modeling goes, you guys could turn a few knobs and get that 18.6 I'm not sure it's that easy. And it used to be. Yeah, it used okay. to be. I'm not sure it's that easy right now because they also have the sophisticated yeah, model that yeah. you use. Uh, so, but let us say the, the state approves it. I, I would I'd be uh, pleasantly surprised. I'd say, good, you know, you approved it. That means you're really not serious about about what you're saying. The st- the, the 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 land of the law is so or the the law of the land. Uh, well, this is a an, an odd diversion, but I think it's worth going to. Is I, it seems to me that this is important to you. And I, I'm, I realize I'm speculating here, but you'll have a chance. Uh, it seems to me that this is important to you beyond the letter of the state requirement and that it may be possible for the agency to put a plan forward that meets the letter of the state law, but one that doesn't interest you. Sure. Um, and I mean, even the entire exercise, like, the the most the person who is most with you on this on this on this fight Jack Shoe or something like I'm, I'm hypothetically would have to concede that we are talking in the most hypothetical terms here mm-hmm. we're talking about including a plan for a fee eight years nine years in the future that is not with no agreed upon mechanism to actually charge it mm-hmm. how to figure it what mm-hmm. the amount is. Um, that is not legal right now, that would need to be approved by another vote, mm-hmm. that there would be two regional plans that would have been adopted between then and now anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in terms of a fight, like in terms of staking out ground and saying that this is not something you will take out, 
it it doesn't strike me as one that makes a lot of logical sense if you're looking only at what the California Air Resources Board says about the San Diego Association of Governments Regional Transportation. Plan. Sure. Uh, so, Andy, uh, you're 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 presuming that a region like ours, mm-hmm. with the way we're developed, the urban form and our attitude. I mean, we're all drive everywhere. That we can't put a plan together that meets the nineteen percent. Even with playing games, you cannot. Yeah. Without pricing mechanism, I will challenge anybody. And by the way, we're not the only region who put pricing in their plans. Yeah, we were at the time, but in the time since, yeah. right? LA did, San Francisco. But Actually, San Francisco is more more aggressive than... Uh, but they both came after San Diego had already adopted yes. it. Yeah, so, yeah. and we're, we're the first in the nation to be that aggressive. But yeah. having said that, every major uh, urban area in the state, Sacramento area government, San Francisco, Los Angeles did. So let me put it this way to answer your question. Sure, it is two plans ahead, but you don't start talking about something you're going to go so significant you're going to do in 2030 and 2029. You have to start and do the work and do the analysis. Having said that, I would say the whole state of California now need to figure out whether this climate change discussion and greenhouse gas emission, which I believe many agree that it's real, mm-hmm. Unlike maybe 10 years ago when people still, oh my God, it's a conspiracy theory. It's, you know, United States in 21, you know, agenda, et cetera. But many of us agree that if if we agree and if the state of California is going that way, I would say if I were in their place, I would be real and not ask for paper plan to be put in front of me based on modeling games. I don't play these games and I don't want this to be attached to Sandag or to the professional, great professional team at Sandag. Frankly, um, Sandag been a great place before I, I got here, but I think they've been accused of doing these number games. Oh, we're achieving 25% greenhouse gas emission. How are you doing that? By continuing to build this and this and that. You don't do that. And therefore, yeah, you, you could tell those who support and don't support, yeah, we don't have the urgency to do it now, let us wait until the state figure it out. It will be nice, by the way, if the state figure it out. But I, I think right now there is 22 states in the nation that going that direction. We're not the only state in California. Oregon is actually ahead of California. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington um, and Seattle, they're trying. So I believe the more states come online and the more our state gets with the business of really reducing greenhouse gas emissions, the more we're going to see this more real. Mm-hmm. When Andy started this, he he asked you if you had the support of the board, and you talked about things yeah. that the that Sandag is doing right. that they should be proud of, and right. then they'll look and say like this was something we right. should we we agree with. Right. L- let me twist and just say like it sounds like what you are offering and the service you're offering is uh, real realism mm-hmm. in a way. You're mm-hmm. saying if you believe in climate change. This is what you have to accept about what it would take to to, to right. prevent or to do our part. If you believe in uh, real budgeting, this is how we mm-hmm. really handle the the finances of that. Do you believe you have the support of the board for that realism, for that idea that this is this is we're not going to mess around mm-hmm. anymore. We're going to 
either go with this or or if you don't want that you can you can move on do you have their support on yeah. that agenda yes uh, and because again short of their support they'll have to have somebody else do it for them yeah i mean i i guess to follow up on scott's point i yeah. I, I was sort of thinking the same thing as you were talking which is you know you say yes we have the, the support mm-hmm. um and you're saying the the proper thing to do the proper way to go about this is to put this in the plant now mm-hmm. even if we have two plans to go sure. let's start the work right um other states are going this way and right. it strikes me that you want to be among those states that sure, are that absolutely. are that are that are forcing that right. that that conversation mm-hmm. even if it takes 9 years or whatever right. To, right. whatever it takes but if it becomes the case that the California Air Resources Board looks at the eighteen point six percent, says rounding's okay, pulls the mm-hmm. it's, says it's okay for you to yank the the mm-hmm. pricing mechanism out of the plan, and you get going on another plan that doesn't include it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know who gets the agency in the divorce here, but it's like, yeah. do you do? If if they don't want the plan, they don't want the plan that has the thing that you're saying yeah. is essential, and you don't want to be part of a plan that doesn't have the thing Correct. that they wanted to take out. How how yeah. how how so, does how does that how yeah. do you coexist? So Andy, you and Scott are, are pretty much saying the same thing. How do you? If they are a source board that approves the plan, mm-hmm. I'm really happy that San Diego has an approved plan, and we'll move on. Life goes on. Would you be really happy? Uh, I will be very happy that because this will actually kind of clarify to me that this is not a serious discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's face it. I mean, if the state want to go that way, uh, I'm willing to uh, tell my colleagues at the state, thank you. Yeah. You clarify for me where you really stand. This is all a fantasy. Yeah. Second, and, and let me very be very frank appreciate uh, about, that. about this. If we want to build, so you, you mentioned, um, Andy, in the beginning, that so what's this vision? I mean, this vision is not about fantasy land in 2050. This vision is about starting the planning and environmental work for the first subway line in San Diego this year. Mm-hmm. This vision is about truly starting to move the track of the bluff this year. This vision, I mean, last May, we made transit free for 18 or younger. We have fourfold increase. We're creating a culture that is kids that are actually saying, yeah, there is that choice. I'll, I'll tell you a very short story. So uh, one of my board members, uh, Mr. Rodriguez from Oceanside, mm-hmm. who uh, I never heard him say anything positive about me or the agency. <laughs> came one day and says, you know, I want to thank Sandak for the, the, the youth pass because I have many kids and now I don't have to drive them around. They take it around. That to me is a strongest statement. So we did that. And by the way, when we did that, we didn't have everybody on board. We didn't even have the, you know, the people you would think will be very supportive, supportive. And we are going to go and continue to do the 24 and under. So you're talking about Sandak is an agency that frankly have a history to deliver, will continue to deliver, regardless of whether it's me or somebody else. But what I'm trying to bring to the to the discussion is, if you're really serious about a multimodal approach, mm-hmm. 
go ahead and plan and pay for a multimodal approach. If you're serious about the equity statement that my board adopted, and I told them this, you are adopting the statement, it's gonna cost you money. And the, the following month I came to them and said, I need $30 million to do the free pass. To me, bring reality into this. This The politician will play their thing and they'll go give their speeches and they'll do the sensational news and they'll grab into some audit issues and say, oh my God, is, uh, everybody is spending crazy and, and eating dinners. And all. They, they can do all of that, the sensational news part. My job with my team is to do the real stuff. And the minute I feel that this real stuff is not happening or the discussion is not civil, I would, this is a great message to me that it's, my time is up. <laughs> well, if, does the state signing off on the fantasy document count for that? Uh, no, the state, and for me, I would be very happy for Sandak to have. A, and you, a, a, you would want to continue? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Probably not. Because look, yeah. why, why push something that the agency that, told you this, you need to do uh, do this. So I, I'm serious about this. Look, I spend 30 years in this business. Uh, I teach kids, I'm an adjunct professor uh, in great institutions. And I be, wanna be true to this. I understand the politics, I really do. I understand where Mary Gloria and Catherine Blakespear and Richard Bailey, and I understand where they're coming from. But what they need to understand is, I will never count votes. Never, I never did it. I actually, everything I mentioned in the beginning, this agency did, did it despite of the board. Yeah. And they will be the first to admit it. So are you kind of then betting on the state not accepting that for I'm your not, future at I'm Sandin? not gonna bid, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna submit it to them with a smiley no, face. No, but I mean, like your career, Depends on your career at Sandag, not yeah. your career. Yeah, no, in no, I understand. Your 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 executive leadership at Sandag depends on the on the state rejecting this without that plan. No, no, I I, I said what my career uh, at Sandag, and I told this to the reporter uh, at the Tribune. The minute I feel this is uh, not a civil discussion, yeah, but a discussion, uh, I'm out. Mm -hmm. And frankly, never cared to be in to start with, uh, you know, the people who give speeches think that I lose sleep over worrying about. I don't really care what they do. What I care about mm -hmm. is to be true what I'm telling San Diegans and what I'm telling the, the rest of the world and the country that we're about. And what I'm telling you right now, the two of you, and I told this to Andy several times, the, the five big moves without a central mobility hub the five big move without a pricing mechanism would not work. And if that doesn't work, then forget it. Just go back to the car-centered culture and continue to drive and, and live with whatever you need to live with. That's the reality of things. My career at Sandag is really irrelevant. Whether I stay or go, it's irrelevant to the discussion. But I am not gonna sit here and say, oh, ARB, please don't approve the plan because I live. Who cares? I want them to approve the plan. The plan meets the requirements. It's up to them now. I mean, so I, I guess what I'm hearing is in some ways that your devotion is to your 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 policy belief, mm -hmm. your belief that this Absolutely. is this is essential. Sure. And that's that's where your where your loyalty lies. My belief is to the policy objectives that this region adopted. Mm -hmm. mm. 
adopted by a majority vote. So in a world, so, so we're rehashing ground here, but so the CARB comes in and says 18.6 is 19. Yeah, that's fine. And that's fine. Yeah. You, you're just not that interested in doing the job of, not, okay, we'll I'll continue on like this. Maybe we'll build something honestly, every 10 okay, years. So ARB and, approves it. That's great news. Mm-hmm. We continue to get federal and state funding into this region. But what am I going to do with the five big moves if I didn't have the funding? Um, you know, let us say I even l- get lucky and get the sales tax measure passed by the voters in San Diego in 2024. And then again in 2026. And, and in 26. And then again And I'm going to start bonding against. So what am I going to do if I know that there is not enough money to fund the plan that I'm bonding against? That will be professionally unfit for me to sit here and say, it's okay. We'll make it up later because that's what they did. That's what they did in the last measure. Mm. That's what they did. They said, oh, we're going to get you $20 billion when, in fact, they get you nine. And you reported on that and you discovered that. I'm not into that business. I would report it the way I see it regardless of the politics of the day. What I'm saying right now, I hope the ARB approves the plan because I really think this region deserves to get the federal state funding. But if ARB approves the plan, the plan still does not fund itself. And this, I don't want to spend another year talking about fantasy land. I want to do things like I did in my career um, throughout. So, and again, I really don't want, the focus is not me here or my mm-hmm. career. I will tell you, Sandag delivers. Before me, will deliver after me because they have 400 dedicated people who do great work. I think a board is dysfunctional. I have never seen this. I work for four, five public agencies, never seen this. But I also never thought I would be doing everything despite this sport. We're going to continue to do so. One of the concepts I've tried to articulate is that there are there's like this world of aspirations and commitments. Climate in particular is a big part of that, that, that the region is very good at saying we're going to we're going to electrify all the homes and buildings. We're going to get people out of their cars to a certain degree. But that I always use this when I'm driving down the freeway, I see thousands of cars pass me. And I think to myself, none of them know that <laughs> they, they have no idea what has been planned for them. And that when those two worlds coll- collide, that there's there's uh, there's going to be confrontation and trouble, and it feels like you are somebody trying to create that confrontation to to deal with the the reality of the commitments that have been made. But let me ask you about your own vision. Like um, Andy reminds me quite often that even if you are to achieve everything you you this vision has. It's it's actually maybe not transformational to people's lives. There's one subway line, like you said. There's a few um, changes. Are you also participating in that in that sort of creation of a of a commitment that, when it comes to reality, isn't going to really transform people's lives here? Okay, great. Uh, that's a great question, Scott. Uh, and. I, I I like what you call you you creating the controversy or something. You, you actually chose me as a voice of the year because I created, I think, not controversial, public policy debate around an issue. Mm-hmm. That public deba- public policy debate, is it transformational enough? So let me give you a couple of things. Uh, if somebody asks me now, is what we're doing enough to 
remake regions into what we think, not only from a greenhouse standpoint, but from a sustainability standpoint. Don't we want, don't we want a region that we can bike without being afraid of being hit by a car? or walk, or take our kids, or... Or shed the cost of okay. automobile, yeah. So, if I tell you right now that part of that vision is actually to take back some of the, uh, the freeway space and connect it to the community. In, in Los Angeles, there were, which we're gonna do that in San Diego hopefully soon, um, there were a day when we closed the 110 freeway and make people bike in it. I was there. It's really exciting. It's like an eerie to see this empty freeway. That's not a very human environment. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But that vision of maybe a couple of freeways shouldn't exist in San Diego, period, and should be reconnected to the communities and should be a bikeable, walkable places. People will go have fun. Maybe, Maybe Balboa Park, instead of being in in the middle of uh, freeways all around it, uh, be connected with bikeways all around it for miles and miles to come. Uh, does uh, And if you bring that into the discussion, people say, oh my gosh, he's not only doesn't want to expand the freeways, he's going to take them away. And that's true. So is the vision transformational enough? Look, I will be very happy with 200 miles of a subway line in San Diego. <laughs> I will be extremely... I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. I would be extremely happy with 800 miles of high occupancy toll lanes that connects to each other. Yeah. And I will be happy that people will be paying for the use of the system. I will be happy for free, fearless transit almost uh, to the point where you bring some equity into it. Is that transformational enough? I'll let people judge. I think it is. I think, frankly, short of that, we're going to be just like we did in the past, a plan after plan that said, let us expand this freeway and do this interchange and put a bus there. Uh, I I think it's transformational. Uh, I hate to disagree with Andy, but if he's saying it's not, for me, it is. And I've been in this business doing plans for a while. So, Well, I mean, here's the way I think about it is like, I think when you started, when you were sketching out the five big moves, you had a framing mechanism that didn't require keen policy knowledge and it wasn't sure. uh, jargon laden you said a transit you should be able to get by transit right. everywhere in the county right. time competitive right. with a car trip exactly. and that's really hard in San Diego County right now that's impossible right now but it's part of the reason that it's impossible isn't just because the transit system isn't good enough right. it's because you can drive around this county outside of rush hour Really quickly, sure. San Marcos to to no downtown question. San Diego in thirty minutes. Like, no question. You know, you you could money could start falling from the sky tomorrow. It's going to be really hard to make a transit project right. that connects to San Marcos that quickly. And at the time, we're not just for the record, and we're never going to have a transit project that connects to San Marcos. With we're talking yeah. when we talk about subways, we're talking about where densities can support subways. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about San Marcos. Well, so, you know, I mean, initially, we were talking about more than just subways. In, right. in, in spring Correct. of 2019, Correct. when you came, Correct. we were talking about Correct. Hyperloops. We were talking about the por- we boring were. company. We were. We were talking Ford about autonomous vehicles right. 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 Uh, we in, in small areas. We were. And, you know, as things have gone from being dra- drawn in crayon to pen to ink, 
it, they've gotten more and more reflective of what we've already seen in our world and less and less sure. dependent on some future transportation project. And, you know, the the reality is between now and 2035, if everything in your plan is is in, implemented, everything in your plan mm-hmm. between now and 2035, it's one subway. It's not 200 miles no, of subway. It's, I, I wouldn't it's, agree with you. I think actually the subway is not the main thing in the vision. Well, uh, well, but in terms of subway lines, it's there's one. No, but there is the mid-coast, there is the reconfiguration of we, the blue we line, have the and mid-coast. there is the subway. Yes. Sure, we have the mid-coast, right? Yeah. And yes, and there would be the mid the, No, the, no, but uh, the, to me, by 2035, you won't have ghost parking lots for the mid-coast stations. You will have something going on there. All this housing need that we talk about should yeah. be going there. So it's a different reconfiguration of transit. But you're right. It, it, yeah, subway doesn't work everywhere. It doesn't work in San Marcos, doesn't mm-hmm. work in Poway, but it works from the border through Chula Vista National City to Kerna Mesa and connect to Los An. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if 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 I do everything by 2035. If you do everything yeah, by 2035, is the, is the typical resident going to view transit as an option over the car in the way that they can? Most, in, most of them will not. Will not. I, I never said. That's my, that's my measure no, no, for transformational. Andy, Andy, I never said ever. Mm-hmm. in a statement or in a plan mm-hmm. that we're talking about everybody that drives is going to use transit. We said if we get 10%. Sure, yeah. 10%, that's do transformational you, enough for me. Do you think you no get re- to 10% by 2035? If we build everything we said we do and we do the pricing mechanism, absolutely, we probably get more than 10%. More than 10% yeah. in, in 12 yeah. years. Yes. You, if we do what we, I mean, again, mm-hmm. if we price the system right and we build the connected uh, transit that we're talking about, absolutely, it's it's actually easy. Mm-hmm. One of the things you mentioned was vital as well was the um, hub, uh, transit yeah. center, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. And there was conversation of that being at the Navor. Navor mm-hmm. that fell apart. Right. Then there was a conversation about it being downtown. I believe that third now the version is that it'd be at the port, right? No, no, oh. no. no, no. The, the port, port will be the airport connection, right? Which yeah. will okay. be linked to the city hall. But that's yeah. before what would be downtown, correct? Or was right that, now is downtown. Yeah. And so, is uh, w- what level of realistic is the conversation about transforming downtown, and what how far has conversation? about that gone with okay. what the city's planning to redevelop downtown. So great, actually we were just presenting to the group that the mayor appointed mm-hmm. um, just last uh, last week and, and uh, yesterday we talked to the downtown partnership about exactly that. Mm-hmm. And let me just address that. I live in downtown. I live in Pacific and J Street and I walk to the office. Uh, about a mile, 1.1 mile. I don't like what I see. Mm-hmm. And if anybody likes it, that's fine. I mean, that's their business. But, uh, you know, there were days when I walked on 6th Street in Los Angeles and I thought, this is human misery. And I told the, the mayors at the time that this is not right. And, and things got worse and still getting worse. I think downtown San Diego needs a reimagining. For a major urban area, second largest city in California, eighth largest in the country, you shouldn't be walking through what I walk through every morning, period. What are you walking through? Shit, (laughs) to say it very politely, 
on the street, homeless camps. That's not that's not what you want Santiago to be known. Santiago is a beautiful place, and it should be. And and so my uh, idea if oh, a central mobility hub is actually to reimagine San Diego. And regardless of what the city does, look, I support Mary Gloria in, in doing the city hall, of course. Uh, but, you know, if you want to bring millions of square feet of development and housing and not think about transportation, what are you going to end up with? Do you think he is? Thinking I don't know. I don't know. All I know is we identify NAVOR. We signed two MOUs with the United States Navy. It didn't work out. We identify the ITC, the, the old site, with a stop at the port. Port was never thought of as a central mobility hub. And we identified downtown. Right now, we're ready to go to the board and says the preferred one, as we talked to you about, Andy, before, is downtown. Now, of course, this is land mostly owned by the city. We own a piece of land, too, there. If the city says no, probably it's going to be difficult. Uh, uh, the city is not saying no. The city is probably worried about which start what, when. Let me tell you that every project, major project, like what we're talking about, the Hudson Yard in New York. You know why the Hudson Yard, the multi-billion dollar project started? Is because MTA there, the equivalent to Sandag, uh, extended the subway line seven, one and a half miles, cost about $2 billion, and then born the Hudson Yard. I visited that that place and with my team and, and talked to the people who built it. Transportation will create that environment in San Diego. Now, is it, um, you know, when you think about a four or five billion dollar project in downtown, is it an easy thing to imagine? Of course not, but is it is it transformational? Absolutely, I, I think this will make downtown San Diego is the urban region that it should be. Uh, am I gonna, you know, stop um, thinking about this the way we do? No, because I think it's the right thing. And by the way, the whole five big moves, Andy, you alluded to this, it, it, it doesn't work if this doesn't all fit together. So the, the complete corridor would not work if you don't have the transit leap. And the transit leap will not work if you don't have the mobility hubs. And and so therefore, it's a package. That's why I think it's transformational because it's a multimodal, different strategies that has to fit together. So would the central mobility hub move forward in downtown San Diego? Time will tell. As of, as of now, we already spent about $20 million uh, in studying how we connect to the airport. The important thing is we're probably going to be the only international airport next year that doesn't have rail go into it. Now, some people could say, well, we don't want rail to go into it. That's, you know, that's a choice that people have to make. I believe a central mobility hub is needed for San Diego. Mm -hmm. And having it in downtown makes a great deal of sense. Um, we'll I mean, see what happens. With, with some of the central mobility hub questions, I think one of the issues is it's not always clear what Sandag is bringing to the table as a simple real estate project. Yeah. What like, um, you know, th these these are multi billion dollar projects. Right. Um, 
it's clear to me what Sandag gets out of a central mobility hub in mm-hmm. terms of its desire to develop its regional transportation system. It's less clear to me how Sandag being involved makes the project easier to finance or faster or more politically palatable okay. for the fair. city. That's fair, fair, fair enough. I will tell you this, the Hudson Yard mm-hmm. would not have happened from a private sector standpoint if transportation wasn't there. Yeah, it's New York City though. Right. Oh, oh yeah, it is New York City. Yeah. Private, but this private, is downtown. Different, yeah, sure, but there are yeah. different private considerations if you're developing sure. in Manhattan than if you're developing sure. in San Diego. Sure, it is downtown though, and I will tell you this, whoever gonna develop this, forget Sandak, mm-hmm. put Sandak aside. They need to figure out a, an enabling work for transportation mm-hmm. if you're doing that much development. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm I'm afraid that it's so. Gonna, that's what you, so you're saying. That's what you'd provide. Of course, if you're going to build provide, that many million square yeah, feet, uh, uh, you, you provi- can't park it. No, you're going to need. You can provide forty feet and twenty feet down without mm-hmm. anybody knowing it's there, like they did exactly in Europe. Mm-hmm. The the subways and the 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 Amtrak because Santa Fe cannot handle all that traffic. You can provide that. Mm-hmm. That's a, a guarantee that hundreds of millions of dollars will be saved by worrying about how to get people in and out. But here is what I think might happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I said this publicly, and I think I told you this when we interviewed. I think developers would want anything to do with this Sandag's idea, probably. Wouldn't want? No, because they they want to go and dig shovel in the ground and build a building and make their money and move on. Yeah. What you end up with is a project. And what the region miss, a greatest opportunity that comes every 100, 200 years to reimagine the city. That's in my view. It's the same thing like when people 100 years ago built Balboa Park. There were cynics there who were saying, uh, now they don't say it because it's beautiful, right? I would say this is similar things. Yeah, you, uh, I'm sure the development community would want to come and dig holes and build a building and build a few housing and move on. Move on to the next project. Yeah. And we still have the downtown we do. Instead, you could have a Manahan station in New York here in downtown San Diego. Yes, we don't have the densities of Manhattan, no question. But this is more than just ridership. Mm-hmm. This is this is a, a re-envisioning of the whole, of the whole city. That's why... To your point, Scott, I do think it's transformational if we implement the five big moves. Now, it's hard, but when people, when we talk about these things, they say, oh my gosh, this is gonna cost a lot of money and it's gonna take a lot of time. So I'll tell you both, I ask you both. In history, what things that worth anything that didn't cost a lot of money and take a lot of time? Name something. In in history, in any, in any country. Well, this isn't exactly your question, but I will point out that we made it to the moon in about a third of the time that it took us to build the Midcoast trolley line. Exactly right. What um yeah. what exactly is it that because anybody who maybe is tuning into this conversation might have heard that millions and billions are being thrown around willy nilly in this conversation, and uh, I I just wonder. I mean, yes, it, 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 it building anything takes time and yeah. money, right? But we can't can't cons- confuse that as a as time and expense as a virtue, and I wonder why it is that it is so difficult, bordering on impossible, to build anything of any substance 
in less than 10 years and for fewer than $1 billion. And I, as music to my ears, I, I think it's ridiculous the amount of time it takes, as I told Europe, you. I mean, Europe, no one's idea of a, a, right. a, of a frugal society on right. a per mile basis builds way cheaper than, no the, question. than the, the U.S. No why question. Why is it I, I so much more expensive here? We're agreeing. Uh, yeah. I'm agreeing with you that yeah. it's ridiculous. The mid-cost is an example. Yeah. Took 15 years of work. $2.1 billion? Yeah, and, and, and three and a half years of construction. It's ridiculous. It takes forever, and we seem to accept that as part of normal. Do I we, don't. Do we know why? Is it the, I it's do. not? I what? do. Uh, the, the regulations... Uh, the national every project have federal money, have state money, and have local money, and everyone has its own regulations. Um, you know, not only environmental, but safety, right of way issues, things that you have to go, the process you have to go through. I mean, the 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 sequel streamlining bill that we did in Sacramento is just to limit the time that you could be sued to like nine months as opposed to forever. You know. I mean, a project, Scott, gets stopped right when they're about to cut the ground for years because of the way the system is. So that's that's one of the reasons. The second reason is really, honestly, it's just we take too long. It's bureaucratic BS that you could avoid. You want to go clear a project, you don't have to you don't have to worry about making everybody in the world happy. I can't imagine that Spain cares less about like historic preservation or the environment or whatever than we do. They, no, they don't care less, but the process of checking that is less. Like, like in the in, it's in more the centralized yeah, or something. Yeah, no, I, I mean, look in the in the court system. You know, in Europe, say yeah, you can appeal, but within ten days, not within a year and a half. You know, the, that's the kind of similar things. They care, but they have processes to to go through faster. I think we could deploy the same processes here if somebody can set an example of how to move fast. Look, when the 94 earthquake happened in LA and the 10 freeway was cut at the bridge, we figured out a way to go around SQL and we did it in, in a few weeks. So we can, if there is a will, there's leadership. Mm. Let's just be direct. Yeah. We talked about the, the plan yeah. approved last year. Mm -hmm. Next year, December, 2023, Mm -hmm. Will you be the executive director of Sanday? I, I hope so. I want that. Mm -hmm. But again, I'm not going to lose sleep over that. Whether I'm here or not, it's really irrelevant to the discussion. Mm -hmm. What's relevant is, is this region serious about providing a different ideas for the future? Do you think it is? No, not yet. But maybe with time it will be. I'm actually looking forward to the new leadership. Are we getting closer or farther away from being honest about that conversation? I think we're getting farther away in a way because the debate hasn't been civil. Look, you can disagree with me or I disagree with you, but we live in a nation where we're, you know, we're, we can express ourselves and disagree civilly and move on. Unfortunately, the discussion right now, the public policy debate we talked about two and a half years ago is turning into uncivil discussion, um, is used uh, by different sides to justify certain things. It's unfortunate. So I would say we're getting away, but that doesn't mean we can't get back to having a real discussion, and I'm really hopeful. 
Scott, to answer your question, I hope I'm I'm here next December. But if I'm not, that doesn't change the discussion of this region need to get serious about the future. Thanks for listening to the Voice of San Diego podcast, the most popular public affairs podcast in San Diego. If you appreciate our show, our reporting, and long-form interviews like this, please donate now. We depend on listeners like you to keep us going. We really, really do. Uh, you can join today at vosd.org slash podpeople. That's vosd.org slash podpeople. Scott Lewis is the CEO and editor-in-chief at Voice of San Diego. Andrew Keats is managing editor. I'm Nate John, producer for the show. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon.